We all have dreams. Some people seem to live theirs while others seem to struggle. This is, however, merely a perception. What if you could get the answers you needed to execute on your dreams? Welcome to the Platinum Mask Podcast, a show designed to ask various young professionals just how they deal with their specific ups and downs. How does one young upstart navigate competing with name brand companies? Where do we get the best tools? How do we grow from our stress and anxiety? Most importantly, how do we properly utilize our cash flow? The Platinum Mask Podcast with your host, Grayson Mask. We wanted answers, so we're going out to get them and sharing them with you. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Checking out the The Planet Mask Podcast. I am Grayson Mask. I have with me Dallas Dental Babe, who is a local DFW professional who offers professional cosmetic teeth whitening services. But really just kind of the conversation happened because, um, you know, I knew a little bit about her business, but kind of was just seeing her pop up in a lot of local DFW um, events and kind of event planning. And I was just very curious on, you know, how someone kind of, uh, I guess, handles themselves in all these various different roles. So yeah, I just wanted to just thank you again for, you know, being open to the interview and uh, yeah, just being open to kind of uh, sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for having me. More than happy to share my story with you guys. <laughs> well, I guess I wanted to like first ask about really just kind of the, I guess, like your intro and kind of upbringing before kind of this type of business. Did you know, like early on that you wanted to get into, I guess, like dental work or just kind of that type of field? Yeah, since I was about 10 years old, I always knew I wanted to be a dentist. So it's something that uh, I have a cousin in Mexico who is a dentist. And I got to see her while she was in school, she would take me to the school seeing her work. And it was just something that just sparked interest since then. So I was a weird kid. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, and, and kind of like from there, I, I guess knowing that's like something you wanted to do as a kid, is it, uh, I, I guess, like, did you know, does like the educational requirements come on like really early? Or is that something you don't have to uh, worry about until like picking a major in college? Or how does that like educational require come come along? So for me, I actually went to a um, magnet school here in Dallas. It's called uh, Townview. And so I was in the health, it's called the High School of Health Professions at Uvania Will Townview Center. And I was in the dental cluster. So I got to study dentistry pretty early on. I had an internship even at uh, Parkland Hospital in their oral surgery clinic. I took like dental assisting courses, dental lab courses there at the school. So since high school, I've been pretty immersed in in dentistry. And I think, I, I mean, I've heard of like things like, um, I mean, kind of like more art high schools and things that I, I guess are different from a traditional uh, public high school. So like mm -hmm. with the course, uh, with the coursework in that type of high school, is it, you know, do you still have to do like your core classes and like you have electives related to dental work or is it like very high amount of dental work or how is it broken down like that? I mean, your typical like high school courses that you needed to take, but I know from like early on freshman year, we were taking classes that had to do with like actual like healthcare and uh, it was very like health based. So I was taking like biology, the chemistry, physics, anatomy and physiology at the high school level. So their curriculum was a little bit more like advanced, if you would, because I know mm -hmm. there was other kids in other schools and they weren't taking like anatomy and physiology, but we were. Mm -hmm. 
And like in that kind of breakdown, uh, you know, did you know when you're kind of talking about like at a young age, knowing you wanted to go into dental work, was there, I guess like in the high school going into those classes, is there like a lot of different fields for a lot of various different types of fields? And like, were you knowing like a specific path you wanted to go down? So, I mean, the magnet school, it has six schools within one. So we have like, there's the health, there's law, there's business, there's the tag magnet, science and engineering education and social services. And so my cluster, well, my high school had like, you could go into dental, medical or veterinary. And so there were, those are were the three options for the health school. I don't know if it's changed since then, because I graduated a long time ago and the school's still there, obviously, but it's a very well-known nationwide known school. On like those type of, uh, when you originally brought up like the um, internships or just kind of the on-hands experience in that type of high school, so like how much uh, like in, in the dental work, like how much are you allowed to do, I guess, as like a first incoming intern, um, like in the dentist world? Well, I know at my internship, I was in charge of taking like panoramic x-rays for the oral surgery clinic. And it was just a lot of like um, just sanitizing the rooms, kind of like getting used to um, how to, you know, clean a room up, where to put the instruments, what the instruments were, which is pretty basic, you know, like that's where, where you want to start. If you're trying to, you know, if you need to know what you need to know if you're going into the dental world, <laughs> pretty, pretty important. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and was there, um, I, I, and I guess kind of like that experience, um, you know, has there been any like major changes or, like, was there any major changes like in the technology, like when you're doing that type of internship, um, when it came to like working with the, those different tools? Well, for sure. I mean, like I said, high school was a long time ago for me. I graduated in 2005. So back then they were still like running it through machines. Nowadays, it's more, everything's more um, like digital. So you don't have to run your, your, what do you call it? Your x-ray that you would take. Like I would have to go into a dark room to run the x-ray. So it was very, it was still very old school. Mm. So there's been a lot of advances, (laughs) scientific advances. Mm, Like the, the, um, the going into the dark room and running those x-rays was there uh you know like were the people that you're working with was it uh you know were people really good with their teeth or were you noticing like a downwards trend as far as you know overall teeth maintenance or you know how did that look i mean it's uh it was the oral surgery clinic so these are people that are coming in to get their teeth extracted so it's more like severe decay or impacted wisdom teeth something that requires like an oral surgeon so it was a cool place to be. Oral surgery has always been interesting to me, but that requires a whole lot of school, not just a, a, a dentist degree, but an actual medical degree. So you have to be like DDS, MD to be able to do that. So I knew I never wanted to go into that field, but it was cool to be in, immersed in that experience. Mm-hmm. And like when you bring up like the, I guess the specific uh, degree plan for something like that and oral surgery. So like after high school, what was like the, I guess, what was the next step when it came to, uh, I guess, was there like certifications involved with what you're trying to do? So right away um, after I graduated, what I want to say right away, uh, I didn't get my RDA license until like my early 20s. Um, but I did, I went to community college, got my basics out of the way. Um, then I went and got my dental assisting license cause I knew I wanted to work in dentistry. So I was trying to just learn as much as possible before I actually got to like, well, I'm still haven't gotten into dental school. That, that is the next step to become a dentist. I have to go to dental school, but I always knew that that was going to be 
the steps I wanted to take. So I got my RDA license and started working as a dental assistant for um, all the time being. Mm-hmm. And and kind of like the RDA. So what does that, uh, I guess, like, if you want to expand on like what that allows you to do before dentist school or what you're all able to do with that type of certification? Mm-hmm. So a dental assistant essentially is the assistant to the dentist. So they're in charge of setting up, cleaning up, sterilizing. Um, they're the ones that help treatment plan what what dental work you're needing. So they're, um, it's just you do a lot of things under dental supervision. Mm-hmm. And then after, well, I was still doing that. Then I went back to school at TWU to get my bachelor's of science and biology and chemistry minor in sociology because that was my pre-dental uh requirements to be able to get into dental school, which now I'm, I'm working on. That's the next step. And kind of like going into um, that you're currently working on with dental school. So is there, uh, I guess like really just kind of all I know about when it comes to like degree plans on, you know, going from bachelor's to master's, you know, possibly sometimes you have like a, a GMAT or a GR waiver when it comes to some of the course, depending on, you know, your past GPA, but you still need to obviously run, uh, uh, you know, show your resume, possibly write some type of, uh, you know, written response. But what, what what's it kind of like going to dental school? Do you have to have like a certain amount of like internship hours or was the, was the uh, application have, look uh, like? It, the application is pretty crazy. Um, and it's a, uh... So you have to have, I, I believe it was like a certain amount of hours worked, like um, observing a dentist if you're not already working in a dental office. And so I was like, oh, I got plenty of hours for that. I was like, I actually worked at a dental office for years. Um, so I was never worried about that. But you do have to have like volunteer hours. Your GPA has to be very high. Uh, specifically, your science GPA has to be very high. And then you have to take a dental admissions test with a high score to even be you know, eligible for an interview. Mm-hmm. at a dental school and then you got to pay all the application fees to to be able to apply they make you and jump you s- hoops of, hoops of fire. <laughs> and you threw it you said uh a dental emission test is that um you know i was kind of wondering uh you know what that looks like and do they change it up depending on like what you're trying to do in dental school or no it's just a all around just one like test. So the dental admissions test covers like organic chemistry, general chemistry, biology, all the biologies that you've ever taken, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, everything is like all in one test, along with like math, reading comprehension, and then a crazy test at the end that like, uh, they make you measure things or they make you put them into like, an order from biggest to small. And it's like small little millimeters of change. And so I guess it's just to see how you're, I think it's called perception, how you how you perceive things. Um, it's And it's one of those things that you can't really study for. So you either are good at it or you're not good at it. But I guess that's part of the, you know, seeing if you would be a good dentist. Are you able to see small changes in things? Teeth are tiny. Was there ever like a point like um, in like in this application or in your previous certification work like that you have to, because I, I, I always thought like, um, when I saw some people go into like school, they have to have a certain amount of hours on like uh, doing like cleanings on like um, incoming patients. And I remember like someone, you know, they, I remember like the dental schools, like at Tarrant County, everything like would give free cleanings to obviously, but it obviously would take like three hours because they had to teach for it and everything. Was that like ever um, in your coursework? No, not for mine. Um, mine, like I said, it was mainly all science 
all science-based. So it was like, you know, your biology, organic chem, biochem. So it's uh, pretty much just getting you ready to retake all these same courses once you get to dental school, which makes no sense to me. It's like, oh, it just gets a little harder, but at least you, you know, we know, you know, the basics. And like uh, on that, like with uh, when you kind of brought up like the previous certification and it using using that to uh, become a, you know, a dental assistant and doing that. So was there what was like the point where you were doing that and decided to, I guess, like go into your own business uh, when it came to like the professional teeth whitening? So it's funny. I always tell people this story. It's like this kind of just happened. This was not planned. And uh, I I remember thinking about it being like, you know, I think it would be cool to offer teeth whitening outside of a dental office. But I was always really like unsure if that was if I was able to do that legally. And so that's always been a big thing for me because it's like I don't want to I didn't want to like blacklist myself. And then now I'm not able to apply to dental school or something crazy. And I'm like literally been working my entire life to try and get there, you know. Um, so I went through all the proper channels of trying to get that information. I went, I used to work at Texas A&M College of Dentistry. I worked there in the pediatric office. So I knew everybody there and I just went to, you know, like the, the main higher up dentist and I was like, Hey, can I do this? Is this, is this illegal? Is this, can I, you know, what do you think? And they were like, you can whiten teeth at home. You can definitely do teeth whitening outside. Just don't do zoom whitening because that's very aggressive. And I was like, I've always agreed. I can't do certain type of whitening you can't do outside of a dental office because it does require like a dental checkup and a dentist has to check you off type of thing. So we use dental grade products, but they're, they're gentle dental grade products, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And like in that type of research involved in like going into that, uh, I mean, are like, are there other things? Is it primarily like dental whitening when it comes to like things you can do without like the requirements of the certifications? Yeah, well, um, teeth whitening, tooth gems are okay to do in the state of Texas. So, I mean, every state has different laws. So far, state of Texas doesn't have anything written saying that, you know, any just anyone can do um, that you can't not do teeth whitening. I'm sorry. I mean, mm. we do. I always, you know, say go to a professional, somebody who has experience in what they're doing. But there's people out here doing teeth whitening who have no type of dental degree, no type of dental knowledge. And that's scary, but... There's also no real laws, you know, regulating like you can't not not do that. But mm-hmm. what I was saying earlier, though, is that I, I got into this kind of just like, well, I just need to make some extra money to be able to cover, you know, dental school fees, uh, the interviews, be able to fly out to the schools, hotel stay. And it just kind of turned into an entire um, career. And mm-hmm. uh, now I partner with a dentist. You know, I'm able to do offer other services at my shop. Um because of the the dentist that I partner with. And she's always like, there's no point in even going to dental school now. Like, where are you trying to go? Like, you created your own lane in the dental field. Like, I would just do that. But it's that thing where it's just like, I've always wanted to be a dentist. So I just, I don't know if I can give that up just yet. I have to at least try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, like on the, I was kind of wondering like with, uh, when you talked about using this as like another source to potentially cover um, any new educational cost uh, with dental school. Um, obviously, you, you know, you don't have to give any specific numbers, but is like a dental assistant, like coming out and getting that certification, becoming a dental assistant, can I like a lot of people, you know, is that good money? Can people do that for, you know, a full-time career? Or is it like normally, you know, they use that to pivot themselves into dental school? I mean, there's uh, a lot of people who are just dental assistants and they're 
you know, they're happy just being dental assistants. It doesn't pay a whole lot. I think like start off now is maybe like 15 an hour up to like 20 an hour, maybe 25 an hour. If you're like lead assistant, like you have a lot of experience, but it's like, it's the money, the money is that if you're like a hygienist or an actual dentist, even more if you're a, uh, if you're in a specialty. I thought it was funny, like when you threw out the, uh, the word blacklist and I was kind of wondering, like, is that like an actual thing? Like if you do something, I mean, like if, if I were to do something illegal and I, my license gets suspended, like that would pretty much tarnish any, like, it would be hard for me to get into dental school type of thing. Yeah. It's mm. like, have you ever been convicted of it? But <laughs> you feel like, I yes, <laughs> they removed my license. No, never. And, okay. you know, let me knock on some wood because you never know. Did you ever know anyone or like had any friends that like were possibly close to ever getting blacklisted or anything crazy like that? You know, it's funny you say that. It's uh, actually somebody that I knew at the uh, the dental school. He was a dental student. So he's a dentist now. He recently just lost his license over something really crazy. Like he was involved in one of those, what do they call her? He was like chatting with a, a teen and it was an undercover cop and he lost his license. It was crazy. So it's like you went through all that schooling, all that hard work to, yeah, it's, mm, that's insane. To yeah, it's kind of like, that's not even dinner related. <laughs> it's not, but you can lose your license for something like that. Like the, the dental boards, like they're pretty strict about, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not conducting yourself in a, in the right way, you can still lose your license. Mm. Yeah, that is uh, a long way to go for, you know, something not, you know, you do something like that to jeopardize it all. It's yeah, that's really crazy. Living life on the wild side for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that like, uh, like on that, um, you know, kind of going back to dental school and doing that research into starting this new business uh, with professional teeth whitening. So is that like a, I guess, is that a very, um, competitive, like small business, or are there a lot of professional teeth whiteners in the DFW area? Like when you were starting out, when I first started out, there was not that many at all, at all. Actually, I feel like I was the only one for a while. And then people started jumping on the the bandwagon and they're like, there's a lot of people offering teeth whitening now. Mm. The only difference though, and this is what I tell people all the time is like, um, they're using non-dental grade products though. So they're trying to charge similar pricing, as I do. And it's like, uh, they're not using good material though. So people have come to me who have gone to other people and they're like, I went to so-and-so and and I did an an hour and a half session and I only got down like three shades. And it's like, yeah, sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah. And like, when you say like kind of dental grade items, so where are like people typically, I guess, getting their equipment from? Like if they're not like, you know, professional with it. Amazon. For real, it's a. I've seen some of the like the syringes they use, and I'm like, yeah, that's like that Amazon product or the lights they use, and I'm like, those are Amazon lights. Um, obviously, if you use dental grade products, you're using a dental license to be able to order them. You can't order these materials unless you have a dentist who's like, a, like directly above you or lets you use her license type of thing. So that's mm-hmm. where my office is a satellite office to a dental office, so we're able to order those materials. Hypothetically, like if uh, if you didn't have a uh, a satellite office or 
like are you able could like um someone without any type of certifications or without a satellite office can they have um you know still be able to order through a dentist or is that a requirement i feel like that's a requirement you have to have a dental license like unless you're i I can't even think of where you would be buying dental grade product without a dental license Mm -hmm. that sounds sketchy but I'm sure where there is a will, there is a way. Somebody somewhere is using dental grade and they're not even in dentistry at all. And like on the, I guess like the physical look of a satellite office. So do you work at all like in the physical office with the dentist or um, how do you set up like that? Yeah. So I do have access to, they have three locations. So I, I use those offices as well for whitening. I also refer a lot of clients out there um, for any dental needs. So I work directly with them. Mm-hmm. And this dental, like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to open up uh, three more locations, but they're going to be at the dental offices. So um, you'll be able to not just get your teeth whitening, but you can also get your exam, x-rays, cleaning at a very decent price and affordable price, which has mm-hmm. always been my goal with when I first started this business. I was like, I would like to be able to provide whitening services at an affordable price because it's very, it's very overpriced <laughs> at dental offices. Mm-hmm. What, so what are the I guess like the pricing that you offered and like um, you know is it I guess just uh, a, a lump sum or do people pay like their insurance or how does it break down? So I don't take dental insurance mainly because uh, it doesn't cover cosmetic procedures and teeth whitening is considered uh, cosmetic. So there's a lot of dental offices who will offer like free whitening, uh, but they're kind of just like biting the cost to just you know be able to provide you that with being able to bring you in to to give you the free whitening, kind of like Mint Dentistry does that a lot where they're like free teeth whitening, but it's uh, actually the take home uh, teeth whitening products, which work great too. But it just people, in my experience, people want instant results. So they don't like the take home stuff. Um, but yeah, so wait, I forgot what I was going to answer. What was the question again? <laughs> It was kind of uh, like with the pricing breakdown on, you know, just a single payment or do people pay like, do, do people buy like monthly packages or how often are they going for these pricing? So uh, my pricing begins at 200 for a one hour session. And then I offer smaller sessions if you're like a, a returning client or I kind of always tell people like you, you know, your teeth, go ahead and book whichever session you think might be best for you. First time visit, I always recommend the one hour, which is 200. But if you have like, let's say you're coming in and you have like veneers on the top and you're just trying to get your bottom teeth to match and you had them widen not that long ago, 15 minute session. Uh, you're coming back from, you know, having whitened your teeth with me three, four months, you come in for a 30 minute session. It's like $100 for the 30 minute, 15 minute is 55. So it's, uh, it's very affordable. Hmm. And um, with those type of uh, like clients and breakdown, it has it been like uh, I guess with your clients right now, you know, has it been like a lot of uh, um, you know first timers or do people are people now coming in primarily for like their thirty minute visits or how's it break down with them? So I have a lot of clients that are like on a maintenance schedule, uh, schedule, so they come in every three months. I have a couple of uh, clients that come in once a month, every four, six weeks for like a 15 minute session. And those are people that want to maintain like a super light smile at all times. Um, People who are like Instagram influencers, bottle service girls, they want their teeth to look good at all. all. Mm -hmm. And on kind of like with the, I always kind of like ask people about like with the pandemic, you know, uh, kind of like more with, um, like with medicine, like with the nursing side, I always kind of hear like different stories and the breakdowns between 
you know, people who worked in like the ICU versus people who worked in like cosmetics. And I was kind of wondering, like with specifically, you know, your you said it was cosmetic dentist work. You know, was there was there any like restrictions or were people still able to comfortably come inside with the business or how did it look? Yeah, at that time when the pandemic happened, we were working out of a Tyler station, which is a very open like room concept. Um, so we felt comfortable, you know, being open because it was pretty open. Um, but yeah, we, and we thought we were like, man, we're going to not be as busy because people are wearing masks. They're not going to want to come in. We were busy. It was still busy, but like pretty much made sure that, you know, we, uh, we only had like one client in at a time type of thing. So when you mentioned like the uh, specific location that you're in, I, I was wondering like uh, with the satellite offices. So is it like, uh, can you work with it? If you like work with other dentists, dentists, can you like go check out other buildings or can you move in between basically to meet the clients or how's it look? What do you mean? Like, like mobile or? Yeah, it was kind of like uh, with the satellite, uh, with the satellite office, is it, can you move freely from one office to the other or mm -hmm. um, how's it break down? Yeah. So because essentially the, the services we're offering don't require like um, suctions or um, what am I trying to say? There's certain things that need to be had for a like dental office, but we're not technically a dental office. We're just kind of like, we just do cosmetic whitening. So it doesn't require all the extra type of things needed for a dental office. So mm. technically that's why it's called a satellite office because we're not a dental office, but we are a satellite office to a dental office. We're hovering. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is that like, um, you know, has that becoming more of a common thing? Cause I, I've never like heard of that, but like, I, no, you know, like with... I was like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. Cause I always hear about like, uh, I mean, like really with the ghost kitchens and everything on that being a huge emergence during COVID. So, yeah, I didn't know like on, you know, all the different types of offerings that can be done like in kind of, uh, you know, a satellite office. But no, it sounds, uh, you know, it sounds like it's definitely kind of something that would become, you know, much more widely used. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I've even had, you know, like other dentists like ask for my advice on asking me for advice on uh, how to get how to start a teeth whitening company. And I'm like, you're the dentist. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. I just think that's funny. I'm like, okay. I'm the expert. Is that yeah, like on the uh, when you're kind of like talking about uh, the the offerings with your business with like normally people start out with that one hour session and kind of like Comparing it with other professional teeth whiteners that don't have the actual dentist grade items, I was kind of wondering, like, uh, you know, do you see like a lot of people on like either maybe in everyday life or just like buying stuff at the store that maybe they're buying items that aren't like the the most medical or like the most best for their teeth? Because I remember seeing like uh, it, it seems like when I was buying, uh, I was buying like you know like some of that like charcoal toothpaste and everything. And I'm like, I feel like I'm always hearing different things about this item. Like, you know, every day with, uh, you know, some dentists saying like, it's very bad if you're an animal and then some saying it doesn't affect it at all. I was kind of wondering like, you know, do you like ever see that with people? Yeah. So um, the thing with the charcoal toothpaste, it's, uh, it's very um, corrode. Like what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, 
it can wear off your enamel. It can create mm -hmm. erosion. And so when you wear off the enamel, the enamel doesn't grow back. And obviously it's not going to happen immediately, but over a long period of time of using it, it's like you're brushing away. It's too abrasive. That's the word I'm, I was looking for. It's mm -hmm. way too abrasive. So that's why charcoal is not recommended. Um, there are teeth whitening products that are like over the counter, your Crest white strips, those work. They're, they're really good. It's just, it just takes so long to see the actual results because the hydrogen peroxide in those usually is anywhere between like 9% to 12%. When you're going in to see someone for professional whitening, the material is like 35% to 40% type of hydrogen peroxide materials. Mm. So it's a lot more. I guess the uh, next follow-up question is what is enamel? Enamel <laughs> is the outer layer of your tooth. It is actually the hardest substance in your body. Uh, it's harder. It's more stronger than actually bones. So mm. you only get one set of teeth. We are not sharks. So you got to take care of them. And like, so someone's like a enamel wears down. Is that when they get veneers or? Uh, if you wear down your enamel, especially like if it's like on the lower or in the back, they can usually place a crown to, um, to fix that. So hmm. uh, a veneer is more cosmetic. So if you were wanting a veneer, it's like if you have like an imperfection in a tooth, your tooth is shaped a little weird, you have discoloration, that's when veneers are, are like recommended. Nowadays, because of Instagram and TikTok and all the TikTok trends, people are doing um, these crazy, I don't know if you've seen like the, the videos where they, their teeth look like shark teeth. They're shaving down the teeth completely and placing um, full crowns on all their teeth, which is horrible. Uh, yeah, if you're taking a healthy tooth and you're shaving down the tooth like that and placing a crown on that, like it can easily also need a root canal pretty soon. Um, it's not necessary to do that. Have you seen the uh, the trend of, it was like the bunny teeth or something? Uh, I've been talking a lot about it. I went down a, a rabbit hole, speaking of bunny teeth. I went down a rabbit hole yesterday with the shade room posting about the composite veneers. Uh, it's, they're, and they're calling it cosmetic composite veneers. And they're uh, taking a little two-day course, just average normal people with no dental, nothing. And they're doing composite veneers on people. And it literally looks like horse teeth. They're just like slapping material on top of the teeth and molding it with their fingers and using a little polishing burr. Uh, and sending people right along. It's insane. Was And the post was like, uh, was it recommending it or were they just? The, the post initially, the first post was a guy that had went and got the service done and she gave him like um, six uh, composite veneers, but they were yellow. And he was like complaining about it. And then the, the post said something about this is what happens when you go to the internet dentist is like <laughs> not who you go to. And so he was just like, they were making fun of it, but like, putting his complaint out. And then everybody just started flooding all her social medias. Uh, just like, you're going to jail. This is illegal. You're not a dentist. You're practicing dentistry illegally. Um, but it was a pretty messed up situation though. So this guy went in wanting to just get like two veneers in the front. And she was like, no, I can't do two veneers. You have to do six. And uh, if you're not going to whiten your teeth, I'm going to give you the same color as your teeth. And so she put literally yellow teeth yellow yellow composite veneers on her on him i'm sorry and i was just like the audacity but then the shade room went ahead and reposted her like response and at no point and i went and commented on there i was like can we do a story on how illegal it is to do composite veneers without a dental license why are you guys like because she went from having like a couple of hundred followers to 
I think now she has like 21.3 thousand followers and everybody like is either you're either against it or you're like, how can I get into book? And I'm like, oh my God, this is getting out of hand. This is crazy. And then there's yeah. like scared to do teeth whitening. Am I doing this? Is this legal? And then there's people out here just straight up ruining people's teeth. I, I can't. I mean, I think from her perspective, she probably knew like no matter what, she's like good, good publicity, bad publicity. It's like going to give me followers and possibly boost the business. If anything, it's going to get her quicker in jail because now she has all that publicity. I was like, we're going to put in jail. And how long were you doing the, um, I guess, like, how long did it take to go from, like, the teeth whitening to when, when did, like, the idea of the, like, tooth bling um, come up? Well, um, I've been seeing the trend kind of, like, pick up for the last year. And then I was like, uh, I think I want to start offering it. So, I mean, and it's, I know how to do it because we are able to place, like, sealants. Um, and it's pretty much the same, the same steps. Because we were like, where did you take your tooth gem course? I'm like, I didn't have to take a course. I I work in this. <laughs> yeah, it comes with and like, knowledge. And like, that's something um, like with tooth gems, you don't have you don't have to do in like the satellite office, right? Because I remember like seeing that you had like collaborations with uh, like tattoo shops and stuff. Oh, yeah. So the collab I did with um, Singleton Tattoo. So it's my brother-in-law's tattoo shop. My sister and brother-in-law own it. And it was just a Friday the 13th pop-up. So every once in a while, I'll do a pop-up for tooth gems because those are just easier to put on, take with you and put on. Mm. Versus, you know, it, it, my, my whitening lamp and all the materials. And yeah, it's, it's a lot. And like when you brought up uh, kind of like the emergence, when you when you noticed this getting so popular, like over the past year, is this like something that would possibly become you know, like side by side with the teeth whitening or could this like become a bigger part of your business? Um, it's been kind of side by side right now, but I know people that have, that do only tooth gems and they're doing, they're doing great. Mm. So, and it's a, like I said, it's a growing trend. So it's coming from like New York, LA. Recently I've seen people as far as like Australia doing tooth gems, Paris, Mexico city is now doing them too. So it's, it's growing. The trend is getting out there. Mm -hmm. so far though here in dallas i feel like people are still kind of scared to get too creative with the tooth gems they'll get like one or two and that's it mm. are tooth gems like um like if you put a tooth gem, do you just like easily take it out or like what's the uh setup like um it's set so we're using you know a composite material which is the same material you use for like fillings um mm. easy to remove when you go to your i mean i don't remove it i recommend you go to your dentist to get it removed but it usually falls <laughs> off within a couple of months um, I always say three to six months at most. And it's a very small amount of composite material, literally just enough to cover like the backside of the the small, tiny Swarovski stone. Um, so it comes off very easy with like, with your cleaning, the tools, the cleaning tools. So just pop mm -hmm. it off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in some cases it can last longer. I always tell people it's like, depending on how well you take care of it. I had one on this side. I was chewing in a, uh, what do you call it? I was eating a chicken wing and it like popped off. So they can fall off really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, and like when you're kind of setting up these type of events, like I, I remember, like at the beginning, I asked about you know, like on um, when you kind of knew that you wanted to get into dental work, but like I guess early on, did you know the same thing about like event planning when you're like hosting these types of events? Once again, things happen for me in such a random way. I was not planning on having pop ups and events. 
but it was uh, one of my followers works for Kendra Scott. And it was last year, was it last year, yeah, my first event that I had. Um, and she was like, I work for Kendra Scott and I, we would hope we were asking if maybe you would be interested in hosting a international women's day event with us and, you know, have more vendors and do a pop-up. And I was like, okay, yeah, that works. I can do that. And it was successful and it was, you know, it was good. And it helped, you know, at that very first pop-up I did, it was free, like for my vendors. I just, you know, put it out there. Who wants to join me? They came in, they made their money exposure, et cetera. And it was, it was good. But then I was like, okay, you guys, this costs money. So you're going to have to, <laughs> next one is going to be, there's going to be a fee to pop up for that reason. Mm. So that's always been my thing though. It's like, I'm not making money off of these pop-ups. I just make enough money to be able to pay back like the DJ, the drinks that I'm buying, it, you know, decorations, things like that. Mm. And like the idea, I was kind of wondering like where the idea for like the, I remember saying like Pearl Cella, like where that came from. So Pearl Cella is um, first also something like I was telling you earlier, I do everything. I'm also band manager to my brother's band, which is Ricky Ray and the Goons. Plug in Ricky Ray and the Goons on all streaming platforms. Um, they're a local Oak Cliff band. And so we've always, I'm always looking for like events for them to play at. And I was like, I have an idea. Why don't I host an event and you guys can play. Y'all can headline and we'll have other artists join us. It'll, it'll be a good time. And so it was close to like, I wanted to plan it in April. And so I've been to Coachella four times and I was like, Pearl Cella, you know, the white pearl, it's going to be Pearl Cella. So that's where that mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. And I, got Has some, been- I was going to say, I got some good publicity. It was mentioned, you know, in Dallas Observer, Central Track, uh, D Magazine. So mm-hmm. we had a good turnout. Has there been any like, uh, I guess, major things any like lessons that maybe you didn't know coming into like managing you know your first band um like in kind of involvement it's it's harder than i thought i think the hardest part like i was saying earlier is like um with finding gigs or finding places that'll let you you know have shows a lot of places you either have to pay to be able to have a show there or you got to know somebody or you have to be invited to be able to use these spaces. And so that's the hard part where it's just like, okay, so who do I talk to? We don't have venue money. <laughs> so that's how we like throw our own shows. We're like, where can we have a show? Okay, we're going to have it here. So that's I, mean, I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty cool, uh, I mean, like with Pearl Chill and everything on just like, if you're not able to find those venues, might as well just make your own. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're going to have our own parties then. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, y'all are going to want us, okay, one day, and we'll still fight that. <laughs> mm. Invite us. After, like, Pearl Chella, has there been, like, uh, I-, I mean, with, uh, like, the band Ricky Ray and the Goons, like, has it been easier to find, like, actually, existing venues now? We have. Uh, we just had a show at uh, Cheap Steaks in Deep Ellum. We got invited to that. And then now we have another show at Green Elephant. So, yeah, it got some good publicity. And I feel like because of that, um, it has been, it has gotten better. So, mm. is there any uh, like with those events? It, is it like for you as a band manager when it comes to, I guess specifically with like, um, like with Green Elephant? Like once it's once they reach out and it's set up, do you have it? Do you have to do anything like the day of when it comes to um, like the actual performance in Green Elephant, or was the I guess the logistics look like? No, I just show up. The guys set up everything, and I just show up. I'm just like, Ooh. okay, I'm like, and I'm also a social media content creator for them. So I'm like taking all the, 
all the video, all the pictures, all the posts that are made to that page are me. I run that page. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, Ricky does so good. I'm like, it's, it's me. I'm a social media manager, <laughs> which I used, I used to also do. I used to also manage uh, social media accounts. Um, I used to manage the, the dental office that I partner with. I used to manage their account um, with postings and stories and all that. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess I can understand like, uh, yeah, kind of that early social media experience definitely possibly set you up for kind of these events or uh, I guess a little bit of the band management aspect as well. But uh, now, because I, I remember just kind of seeing like the different um, links on your uh, Instagram account. I was kind of like, man, this is uh, definitely a wild story I got to ask about on how someone goes from dentist work to uh, band management. I know. I just feel like I, I'm also in, in different. I run. I, how do I say this? I run in different circles, not in circles, but in social circles. So mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people. And so it just puts me in different situations, <laughs> opportunities. Mm. And to like wrap everything up, I honestly just wanted to ask um, specifically, you know, with any upcoming projects, whether it's like with um, dental school or with the dentist work or band management or events, you know, anything uh, upcoming over the next couple of months that, you know, you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, we are having, well, now I have scheduled like uh, Invisalign days. So like I was saying earlier that I, when I partner with the dental office, we're able to scan people for like Invisalign. Uh, one of the new products that I just have coming out um, is Clear Grills. I don't know if you've seen that on my page. So it's pretty much a an aligner, a clear aligner that is custom fit to you. And then we bling it out in Swarovski and any type of design you want. So people who want to have that Swarovski blinged out look who don't want to commit, this is perfect for them because you just pop it in, pop it out, uh, clean it off at the end of the day type of thing. So that's I'm excited to get that going. And then... Um, Reiki show in June at Green Elephant. And then I also have a podcast. I don't know if you know. It's called Be Dallas Babes. And I it's with my best friend, Taylor Compton. So we talk all things Dallas, music, pop culture, that kind of stuff. Hmm. No, I got to check out uh, the podcast. And I got to look at the, um, for the band um, on the um, the date setup and everything. See if I'm uh, definitely going to come check it out at Green Elephant. Oh, it's going to be June 25th. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll check, uh, yeah, I'll see if I got anything free that day, but now it sounds really cool. Well, honestly, I was going to ask, uh, I didn't even ask you at the beginning, is it pronounced Angeli? Angeli. Angeli? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, I just wanted to, you know, just thank you again, Angeli, just for um, really just being open to, you know, come on and not just be able to talk about the businesses and the organizations and, you know, how they kind of... Uh, been able to like help each other out, but just kind of a little, a little bit about your background as well. And kind of, uh, you know, what led you to all these different experiences, um, you know, from kind of a wild story of, uh, dentist work to band management to event planning. Um, now it sounds like a really cool story and, you know, definitely has been, uh, you know, I can see these, the, the next couple of months too, with the upcoming events, it's going to be, you know, some major successes. I'm also a, a mom. So add that to all the all the craziness. Mm. That's another full-time job I have. Mm. Any upcoming projects with that as well? With Julian? Oh my gosh. I feel like he's a project in his own. No, nothing crazy. We're going to travel a little bit this summer. That's about it. Oh, cool. Any uh, upcoming destinations? Yeah, uh, to Mexico. Mm, Nice. 
different places in Mexico. So my parents live in Mexico and we're going to go visit and see where, where we end up. Mm. No, that's uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it'd be really cool out there in that area. I, I always kind of ask people on, uh, you know, I've always been kind of like looking at, um, asking about like going out to Mexico city and everything and just kind of, if there's any sites out there, yeah. I think like some people have like, uh, gave me a couple of warnings, but like most are normally like, Oh, it's yeah, it's all good out there. Yeah. I've never been to Mexico city, which is insane to me because I am Mexican. I'm going to make a trip soon, but it's, it's funny you say that because my mom is always like, it's dangerous. Don't mm. go. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And she's always like, well, if you go, you have to go in a group. And I was like, of course I'm going to go by myself. Well, I honestly just, uh, really just wanted to thank you again. Um, you know, be able to share your story and, Honestly, just figure out right now. Um, congrats on being the hundredth episode. Thanks. Oh, how exciting! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally uh, forgot about it, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Platinum Mask Podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the PlatinumMask.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at GrayMask12. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through maskgrayson at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, raise a glass to success, no matter how you define it.